Welcome to another edition of 68 Shining Moments presented by DraftKings Sportsbook. Today we catch up with Abilene Christian head coach Joe Golding about their incredible upset win over Texas in the 2021 NCAA tournament. All right, five, four, three, two, one. All right, now pleased to be joined by uh, one of the uh, Cinderella stories of March Madness this year, and that is Abilene Christian head coach Joe Golding. And I was there, Joe, for that game against Texas. And, you know, I don't know what you thought when you drew Texas, but I felt like they were one of the top five talented teams in the country. And I didn't think you stood much of a shot, to be honest. When, Especially when I saw you line up against Texas, I was like, oh, this could be really ugly. What, <laughs> what were your thoughts? Being a team in the state, I'm sure you had, you had seen them on TV throughout the year. You know, all I had to do was put in your podcast, you know, when you gave us no chance. I just played it to our team, you know. That's, you, you don't know that. That's becoming a coaching one-on-one uh, -on -one now. Listen to what Jeff says and use it for you or against you, right, you know. Uh, no, you know, in all honesty, um, you, you looked at tape at the University of Texas, to your point, they have the NBA talent. You know, they, they just come off the Big 12 tournament win. They won the Maui Classic. Uh, you know, a very, very talented team um, and uh, a very, very good team. And when you watch them on tape, uh, there was uh, obviously we knew it was going to be a challenge. Here was the here's the way we looked at it, uh, Jeff, in all honesty. Number one, we played Texas Tech really close uh, in the regular season. Tech had beat them twice. Um, and, and so we knew, OK, we could convince our guys, hey, we played with Tech and Tech beat Texas. We're good enough to beat Texas. So that was step number one of, of getting them to believe uh, in it. And then, and then I think the way Texas plays with the ball screen stuff they did, we knew we could fly around. And when you looked at the stats, the first thing was turnovers and Texas turned the ball over. You know, they had turned it over consistently all year. And so we convinced our guys that, hey, we played with Tech and Tech beat Texas. We're number one in the country in forced turnovers and they'll give it to you. So, you know, if we can force turnovers, we can limit possessions, steal possessions, score the basketball, uh, we could have a chance. And then we went back also three years ago to when SFA played Texas Tech at American Airlines and said, hey, listen, Tech had never been guarded like SFA guarded them that night. And we're the same thing. Texas has not been guarded for two months the way we're about to guard them. You know, they've been in the Big 12 where they, where they just – everybody's just switched everything. You know, we're going to get out and pressure them and get underneath them. And, um, uh, you know, we, again, if at that point just try to get belief. I will say this, Jeff, completely different than the Kentucky time we made the tournament. When our guys got announced, you know, this group, there wasn't a lot of crazy celebration. There was celebration because at our level it's important to do that. But um, you could tell it was different, man. Our guys believed that they had a chance to win a game. Yeah, I mean, I was there against that, that – when you played against Kentucky and that one, uh, you were happy to be there, right? Yeah. yeah. Kind of happy to be there. Yeah. We're on vacation. We're there for the gear and, uh, the steak and lobster and, uh, everything else that comes with the NCAA tournament, the press conferences, but yes, absolutely. It was, uh, uh, we had no chance. When did you feel like, okay. Or, or when do you think your players, cause you could say it to them all you want, but until they're in it and they look over and they say, all right, we got a chance because, I mean, listen, I'm, I'm watching – I forget his name. You're 6'5", undersized four-man. Uh, try, to, try to guard, you know, Jericho Sims, who is a freak of nature. And I'm saying to myself, but, but like, he did a good job against them. And when do you think your guys figured out, you know what? Coach is right. We really do have a shot here. You know, I just think the more we watch tape, uh, the more we convince these guys. And, 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 of course, we did tape in a way that, that would formulate a plan of success and, and confidence with our guys. 
where we'd show Texas turning the ball over all the time. Uh, would, would just really turn and, and build confidence in our guys or, uh, you know, other teams getting wide open shots to get some, and, you know, not that they gave up shots all the time, but we convinced our guys that, you know, that there were shots there and uh, things like that culture, things that, you know, you know, our culture against their culture, just different things that would breed confidence. And I think the more we did that, our guys became confident. One thing was the press. We knew Shaka was going to press us and try to, you know, yeah, bully us a little bit, if you want to say, uh, in those type of terms, um, and come at us quick. We knew we had to handle, handle the one-two-two press effective early, uh, but it was tricky because we wanted to get them out of that press, but at the same time, we kind of wanted to keep them in that press because we thought it could create some scoring opportunities. So we wanted to take advantage of that early, and I thought we did a great job in, in the week of prep. The, the more we did that, the more comfortable our guys got with a game plan. And then, you know, they put a guy on the ball. It's, it's called our diamond press. And so as the week would progress, we would all of a sudden throw a guy on the ball and everybody in the gym would start yelling diamond, diamond. And we had a game plan for that. So I just think the more the more we did it and the, and the more the week progressed, the more we bought into the game plan of whether it was what we were going to do defensively or how we were going to attack them offensively, uh, our guys just started to believe more and more. So you had the lead. It, it was semi-comfortable, you know, that, with two minutes left. That point on. And bad coaching. Bad coaching. Well, Andrew Jones hits a three <laughs> with 14 seconds left to give them a one-point lead, uh, 52-51. And I'm like, all right, it's going to be tough here because, you know, the one thing you guys had trouble doing, like you said, was scoring the basketball. That was not your strength this year. Your strength was clearly defense. Um, like you said, turning people over. Um, when he hit that shot, what are you thinking? Yeah, you and I talked about this after the game, and I, I mean it, man. That that kid has an incredible story, Jeff. Uh, uh, incredible. And, uh, you know, the first thing that comes to my mind is meant to be, you know. I mean, Andrew Jones hits the shot and, and deserves to hit the shot, you know. Hit the two free throws and hit the three. And a kid with that story that's battled a, a, uh, a life or death disease, uh, it has come to where – I mean, he looked really good to me. Like, I, I, mean, I don't know. I mean, I've seen NBA guards, and he's, he's good. You know, I don't, I don't know uh, what his future, but he's going to play professional basketball. And it's an amazing story where two years ago, you know, um, he didn't even know if he was be there. So incredible uh, story. So it's almost like it's meant to be. But then it flips back to, like, hey, we got 14 seconds left. This is our story. It's meant to be for us. We've led this game for, you know, last 12 minutes, 13 minutes. We've played Texas toe-to-toe for 40 minutes. We deserve to win this game. This is our game. And so, um, you know, we got in that huddle and we ran a play that we believe in, that we've worked on all year. We haven't ran it a ton. You know, Jeff, we haven't been in a lot of close games this year. Uh, you know, we, we, we went through our league. Um, you know, there wasn't a lot of games that were close. Uh, so we had never been in that type of deal where, hey, had the ball. You work on that stuff in practice, but it's, I mean, come on, man. You're Lucas Oil Stadium, University of Texas. Your ball down one, 14 seconds. You know, we would take it. Uh, Texas guard to play well. They switched everything, which we thought they might, which here we go. Now it's, can your size go make a play against their side? You know, and we, we didn't, and we don't have six, six guards that can just pull up, you know? And so Reggie, we told Reggie, Hey, at the end of the day, whoever has a shot, throw it on the glass and give us time to go to the glass. We had won a game at SFA two or three weeks ago in the same scenario where Colton Cole hit a tip in uh, at the buzzer to beat SFA on an offensive rebound. So, uh, same same type scenario, um, and we told our guys, all five guys are going to the glass, you know. I mean, uh, once the shot goes up and, and uh, Joe went and made a heck of a play. So, uh, you know, uh, again, then it was like, okay, now we're supposed to win. So, uh, you know, it, it was – surprised you got the call? Were you surprised you got the call? Because, again, in these situations, you can look at it two ways, right? Like, you're the Cinderella. Um, 
are the refs making that call with, with a couple seconds left? Before we continue that interview, I just had to let you guys know that it is that time of year again. We have waited two years for this moment, and it is finally here. March's biggest tournament is back. Gonzaga's getting ready to run the table. Slippers are being fit as we speak. And our partners over at DraftKings Sportsbook, America's top-rated sportsbook app, are putting our listeners at the center of the action. How? If you bet $4 on an underdog in a select game this week and that underdog wins, you win $256. That's right, $256. Here's how it works. You download the app now. You use the promo code FIELD68 when you sign up. Scroll through the list of select underdogs, bet $4 on one of them to win, and cash $256 when they do. There is no better way for you to put your college hoops knowledge to the test and then to put your money where your mouth is with DraftKings Sportsbook. It's safe. It's secure. It's reliable. You can deposit and withdraw your funds at your convenience. I know this because I use them. So remember, the code is FIELD68. That's Field 6-8 to turn $4 into $256. For a limited time only, must be 21 years or older. Restrictions apply. Go to DraftKings.com for details. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Yeah, um, when I watched it on tape, it's a foul. Um, you know, I, I, and, and uh, I'll be honest, I was frustrated we didn't beat Texas by six or seven. If we'd have handled the game better, uh, if we'd have called timeout instead of throwing it and getting a tied-up jump ball, Damian travels. Uh, you know, I thought Reggie on the ground called timeout. They didn't give it to us. They called the jump ball there. Like, there was some situation. And Reggie's three in the corner went in and out. Like, in my opinion, we should have won. You know, that's where I was frustrated. But a foul was a foul. I will tell you this, Jeff, being honest. Yeah. If that's a guaranteed game in November or December, there ain't no way we're getting that call, my man. No shot. $90,000 check, and we're getting the L, and we're going back to Avalon, man. I've been there, done that. And Coach Beard, I think in the Tech game, the last 10 minutes, they didn't hit a field goal. They shot like 30 free throws this year, you know? So that's that's a guaranteed game, right? Yeah, it's different. It is different in the tournament. I, I, and I think in the in-state tournament, we had played uh, 39 minutes and 30 seconds or 40 seconds. We earned the right for that call to be made. You know, our, our guys – uh, deserved that call to be made and made that play, you know, and I, I think the refs understood that. I think at that point in time, there was no Texas or ACU or 14. Uh, I think those guys said, hey, these are two good college basketball teams that went, went at each other, and, uh, you know, we're going to call the game the right way. So tell me again how that huddle was with Joe Pleasant going to the line. You know, I remember looking at his eyes. I was literally, like, squared up to him, and uh, – it wasn't like he just sat there looking at the rim, like people say. Like he looked down, he looked at yeah. the rim, he looked down again. He was looking anywhere. But yeah, yeah looking. I mean, it, it, the kid had to be nervous. He, I don't care who you are in that situation. You got to be ner- You got to be a little bit nervous. How did you try to take that edge well, off? It, it, that's a tricky situation for any coach because how do you handle? Do you talk about the success? Do you, do you talk about hey, if he misses one, we got a you know foul, or do, if he makes one, misses one, we're not fouling? Like so, what I've always done is I handle in front of the player in the timeout that he's going to make them both, yeah. you know. And so we go through it like, hey, Joe's going to make them both. There's going to be one point four seconds left or one point eight, whatever there was. That now they have to catch the ball going in front of us. If they throw it to length of the court, they have so much size. We can't sit back. We have to act like a free safety. We have to go attack the ball and go get it at its highest point. As soon as we broke the huddle, I call those other four players over 
and we have a game plan for them that Joe never hears, you know? Um, so what did you tell him? Well, hey, if, if he if he misses, you know, then we gotta we gotta obviously foul. You know, if he misses one, makes one, it's a tie game. We are not fouling, you know, and, and knowing the situation. So, uh, you, didn't want, you, you didn't want you didn't want Joe to hear that at all. I, any no, 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 I didn't want Joe to hear any of that. You know, I wanted Joe to hear they're both going in. And Joe's our hardest worker. I told you that he's our hardest worker. Get kid in our program. I've seen him work on his free throws all year. He always makes big plays for us. He comes in, you know, and so uh, he, he deserved it. Like Andrew Jones deserved that three to go in Joe Pleasant deserved those free throws, you know, guys that work uh, and invest in the game of basketball, the game will reward you. If you don't work and you don't invest, the game won't reward you, you know, and, and Joe works at it uh, and he got rewarded. But let me tell you this, cause you'll love this real quick. Um, this is a heck of a Joe Golding story. So in the four minute timeout, okay. we had talked a week about me going to the casino with Brett Tanner, our associate head coach years ago. Okay. I was crushing them, Goodman, on the craps table. Absolutely crushing them, right? Went on a heck of a run. And Steve Shields taught me the game of craps. Might be the, one, one of the best things he taught me at Little Rock was how to play craps. And so, unbelievable craps player. So, I am crushing them, right? Well, as we know, if you if you stay at the craps table a little long, that can change in a hurry in craps. Well, I get crushed, right? The casino starts crushing Joe. Well, Joe's not a – I'm not a quitter. Uh, mama didn't raise a quitter. You know, I'm going to fight you till the end, uh, tooth and nail. That's why casinos and Joe Golding are not a good combination. So I am down to 300 bucks and I give it to Brett Tanner and I say, Brett, I'm done playing crafts, but take that over to the ro- roulette table and put it on black. Yeah. Uh, you know, I've always known, hey, at, at the last deal, you go black and you turn your head and you hope it wins. Right. So I'm telling my team this, you know, this is the day before the game. And I walk off because I'm so nervous. I really don't know if I lose this 300. How not only how am I eating that night or whatever, but how am I getting home? You know, and how am I going to tell my wife? And and so Brett, being the responsible one uh, with some discipline to him, he doesn't bet all 300 on black. He only bets the 150 and saves the 150. Right? Well, I turn around at the last moment, it hits black. So I go over there looking for my 600 bucks, and he only gets 300. And I am pissed. I'm mad. I'm going nuts. I'm upset. So. I told our guys when we played Texas, we're betting all 300. We're not going, you know, even if it's our last 300, we're going. Well, at the under four-minute timeout, I told that story again. I said, fellas, here we are, man. We're at the casino, man. We only got 300 bucks left. We are not being Brett Tanner tonight. We are not putting 50 on black. We are betting all 300. Let's go. And and it was awesome. So it's, it's, it's good for other people to hear insight. It's not always basketball and X's and O's, man. It's it's getting those kids to believe, laugh, breathe in those moments, uh, and and um, uh, you know enjoy the moment and get them to to have some fun and have some confidence. So obviously, this year's tournament different. You, your kids can't celebrate with with their families. You can't celebrate with your family. Uh, I kind of pushed you away when you came up and tried to I think yeah. give me a hug or I, I'm not sure what it was. I didn't want you to get you know thrown out of the tier one. And that- I should have given you a hug, man, and just walked out with you. I mean, what, what else are we going to do, man? We beat the University of Texas. Good point. Good point. <laughs> it didn't matter. Um, what was the, the post-game celebration like? With It's just you and, and your other 33 people in Tier 1, right? I mean, you, your players, your, your support staff, whatever it is. What is it like this year? Yeah, it's um, it's different, obviously. You know, um, it, it's very different. Uh, and I think there's some positive to it. You're not having to deal with the outside 
uh, you know, families and the donors and the boosters and the fans and the presidents and everybody that, you know, uh, great people, you know, but, but just constantly trying to come at you. Um, I think that's been a positive for teams, I think they would say. And then you get to know teams, Jeff. You get to see other teams work. You get to, you know, there's not a ton of interaction, but you're still, you're like, when we were there, there was, you know, Tennessee, Florida, Arkansas, uh, Kansas, um, you know, a cool thing, Ohio shared a meeting space right by us when we both won. Uh, it was a great night, you know, to go back. And and those guys were great. Arkansas was great when we won. You know, Tennessee was great. When when, you, when we won the game and we got back, you know, they would stop in and tell our guys, hey, congratulations. Cool. That was awesome, you know. And so uh, that was kind of cool, you know, and to, to see those players and have that interaction. Uh, but, man, I mean, Jeff, it's, it's completely different, man. I mean, you know that, man. I mean, you're literally in your hotel room. You're in a meeting space or you're in the practice facility. Uh, there's, there's, they're literally, you're not going outside that we called it. The joke was yard time. You know, you had your 45 minutes of at the baseball field. And then when we beat Texas, they let us go outside to literally, uh, there was a little circle that was gated off and we got to lay down and breathe for 30 minutes, some fresh air. But, um, I mean, it's tight security in there. Uh, it's mask on it's, uh, and it's the way it's gotta be. You know, I think they've done a great job on that. I mean, these student athletes are sacrificing a lot. Uh, you know, to get this done. I hope people understand that and know that. And it's, it's a shame that they can't play. You know, Mick Cronin said that to me, and I thought it was great. Mick said, Joe, after beating Texas in this game, your kids, it's a shame. that they, they should come out, and this arena should be 18,000 people and going crazy, and they would remember it. You know, he said, that's a shame that they can't. And, I, you know, I, I said, Mick, I appreciate that. Well, listen, uh, different, still unbelievable, incredible, uh, kind of the, the Cinderella story, in my opinion, the biggest upset of the 2021 tournament. Joe Golding, Abilene Christian. Uh, appreciate it, man. Thanks, Jeff. Thanks for having me on, man. Thanks for all you do, bud. You got it. You got it.